there are spoilers ahead. Many spoilers. Getting ready for spoiler reel. You riding with us? Let's go. you do that like i'm just like all you have to do is say spoilers but he's always got like i wouldn't have ever told me to, to do the minimum no i mean i, I should like just welcome to welcome to prisoners prisoners of, of pop, culture. Pop, pop culture pop culture pop culture i am your neighborhood friend who should never go outside because of spring andy hi <laughs> I'm sorry that spring. I'm glad you specified spring and not just like never go out. (laughs) Well, this is Sheila (laughs) and Josie. That's me. (laughs) Um, If you hear a random Uh, spring has taken me out and I'm trying. If you ever hear a, I'm actually laughing. Or I'm making fun of him laughing. Yeah, either way. Uh, You might not ever know. Well, you know, Andy, you are like. Not the only one that's been yeah, sick. commandeered by sick. allergy season in or spring in the south. So try to enjoy one day outside, Look. kids. One day. Spring has hit hard. Spring has sprung in Chicago as well. And yeah. We've been having really bad windstorms and we had a really bad one today. So it's mm. kicking up all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I got um, super sick right into allergies, so I got you. I, I know what that's like. hasn't had a break. Yeah, I've been sick since really February second. She, <laughs> she mailed this to me and was like, "It's your turn." <clears throat> I coughed on this. <laughs> I've She's literally not howler. mailed him anything. It's fine. She's been a howler and she coughed on it, and so it <clears throat> and like spewed stuff on Andy. And then the howler stood up and was like. Andrew for you're right. Go outside, get a burn, get some allergies. Well, in case you're wondering what this craziness is, prisoners of pop culture is where we talk about all things pop culture. There's usually a bigger topic, a smaller topic, sometimes they're equal topics, you never know. I um, feel like today might be equal. Yeah, they're pretty equal. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, we have to talk about a few things, and we also have our newest segment, right? Which is unpopular opinions with Sheila. Hi. <laughs> so this. I one... hope this gets as heated as last time. No, it won't. <laughs> you two actually know this one because I told you guys last year, probably about this time. Oh. But lavender is not calming. <laughs> I hate when like I'm stressed out and people are like, "Oh, you should get some lavender essential oil and like put it in your bath and oh spray it on your bed." No, like lavender, like makes me ragey. Hot take: I hate lavender. Yeah, it gives me a headache. Take. I love lavender, but it does not reduce my stress 
in the slightest. Eucalyptus and spearmint are right up there, too. Those are mint of any kind. Those are supposed to be really calming, too. I, I could spray that all over essential oil, everything up with that, and I still would not. I would just be like, where's that? Like, what's going on? What is that? <laughs> like, all like, over the place. It's not Lavender calming. is just, like, disgusting. And, like, it's... <laughs> It's, so, you know how, like, for your ear, ears, fingernails on a chalkboard? Yeah. That sound, like, for your ears, like, lavender is that for me, like, scent-wise. Like, it just makes me, like, ugh, cringe and ugh. I hate how it's just in everything. Yeah. It's, no, yeah. I'm great. I'm glad I'm working from home now, because there used to be times where I would literally be just sitting in the office. And Surrounded by women sprayed in lavender by lavender hand cream. And I'd be like, ugh. Because um, I didn't realize I didn't like lavender because I was like, yeah, I like it. And then one time I was in Costco with a friend and there was like this, one of those little heaty things. I think Sheila was actually using one a second ago that was like the uh, the barley stuff and you heat it yeah. up. But it was like heavily infused with lavender. Yep. They put that in my nose. I had a headache for four yes. hours. I was like, what is happening? Relaxed. Maybe no raged. maybe you and i are awesome. so evolved that like we're just like we don't need that <laughs> or with a missing wow link. wow that is so rude right now <laughs> wow okay. i mean josie just you like the smell of it but it doesn't calm you like it's supposed no. to do oh no so, no no, no. Like, and i'm even like I'm actually very specific about the lavender that I can smell. Um, Certain lavenders are a little bit better, because there are different yeah. uh, varieties. Part of, of me, lavenders. though, too, is like, oh, really? I get I get really bad migraines from certain scents. Yes. Like, I last, like, three minutes in Bath and Body Works. I get stuff on, like, I will shop online and get it sent to me, and then one of my mm -hmm. friends... She really likes Bath and Body Works, so I'll text her and be like, hey, I just got a bunch of new scents. If I can't have it, I'm bringing it to you. <laughs> and she gets really excited. Um, and one of the ones that's the worst for me is around Christmas, and it's that stupid, stupid oh, pine cone cinnamon shit that's freaking everywhere. Why has it got to be everywhere? And it's literally at the one. entrance of every single stupid freaking store well i like Why? the cinnamon jewel doesn't need that pine, <laughs> pine cinnamon your grocery this, store this is me for <laughs> lavender but i like cinnamon i love cinnamon yeah. i love the scent of cinnamon i love cinnamon the pine cone cinnamon the apple cinnamon i have to be really really careful with there's, I think there's some apple cinnamon I can do and some that I can't. I think so what like what you're kind of talking about when they put stuff like on those pine cones and even some of the stuff from like Bath and Body Works. It's so artificial. Yeah. Like that that there's certain artificial smells in and there's I mean they're probably mixed. I I don't know the the difference between or I don't know what Bath and Body Works does with all their stuff but i know some of it isn't like all natural scent right and so it might like, be a mix but those chemical scents are just like they're bad sometimes like they like mm -hmm. it's like i there's somewhere i'm just like oh my god that gave me a headache in like one second 
yeah this isn't quite the same thing and i first of all let me clarify do i think since are gendered no mm. however all of the quote-unquote male sense of like you're a man you should put this candle in your house from like tj maxx and stuff like that <laughs> mahogany teakwood cedar <laughs> something cedar. it's always that or it's like Black pepper, cedar spice. Destroy charcoal with hard leather. And you're just like, <laughs> what? Leather books and bourbon shots. <laughs> Whiskey and sperm. With like, cigar I don't... smoke. <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, yeah. I actually got some perfume sent to me by somebody who... I'm friendly with. We know each other through Facebook. Mm -hmm. We've never really met. And I got that. And I was like, oh, that was really nice of them to send it. And then I initially was like, that's a very bold choice Mm. to send somebody perfumes. Well, because perfumes, they change the way they smell right right your chem your personal chemical makeup will change how that perfume will actually smell so it might smell better or it might smell really bad on you not to like gloat or anything but andy and i have been to an essence shop in egypt (laughs) where we got to smell the base notes of several popular perfumes I was not prepared for this reminder of the <laughs> trip that we took. Was it horrible? Was it great? What, it was actually it? fun, and I bought some musk from there. Yep. Yeah, it was really interesting. I, so. My uncle used to live in Saudi Arabia, and in his travels, because he had to leave the country every three months to keep his... Um, Visa. Visa. And so sometimes he would, like, they would come home, and sometimes <laughs> they would go um, to, like, Egypt or, you know. For however yeah. long they had to be. But, like, I got some really cool gifts. And one of them was this, like, it looked like a pen, but it was a a perfume, like uh-huh. an oil perfume essence thing. And yeah. one of them was musk, and I did like it. Yeah. I was really surprised I would like it because I didn't like the musk. musky girls. Well, like, the musk right. scents in America, just, it was different than what they, they had over in, like, Wherever he got it, Saudi Arabia, sure. Egypt, you know. Yeah, but so like, they sent me this perfume, and I be I think it's be I would just never give that to somebody because I know that like scents for me are very can be very triggering for migraines for sure. and headaches and stuff. Um, but luckily, it actually. I was like smelling it and I couldn't decide and then I sprayed it on myself and I still couldn't decide, but, um, I actually really, really like it. And one of my coworkers, he was like, what smells so good? And I was like, Oh, maybe it's me here. Smell this. And he was like, that smells so good on you. And it's kind of weird because it's, it's like right in the middle. Like Andy was talking. The only reason I'd even thought of this was because Andy said gender sense but um, it's Adam Levine for her, oh. and I don't like buying perfumes from celebrities either. Did, did I even know that existed? I, I didn't, didn't even know it existed. <laughs> and um, I am not like okay. Here's my unpopular opinion, hot take. I well, maybe it's not unpopular. <laughs> I hate Adam Levine. Well, oh. hate's a really strong word. I really, really, really don't sure like Adam is. Levine. Do you like some of his music? 
Actually, yeah. one of the best concerts I've been to in a really long time was a Maroon 5 concert. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because I went with Natalie last year and we got tickets for literally with tax. We got tickets for $15 mm. because it was like right when everything was getting opened back up. So a lot of people were really nervous. We had like the best seats. That's awesome. Our seats were $15 with taxes. And we knew every single song, and it was, like, one of the best concerts. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, probably because there was literally zero expectation. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I probably know a couple Maroon 5 so- songs, you know. But um, She got his but, name tattooed later. Don't worry about it. She, <laughs> she I got the him huge, now, even though I got the huge California like tattoo that he does, because when I see him in person, I'm going to be like, hey, look, we matched Finzies. <laughs> um <laughs> but it's weird because it kind of has this musky sort of like masculine undertone Mm -hmm. but then it has this like really bright kind of like floral scent Mm -hmm. but it's like almost like um I don't know like you know how when they do like like a baby powder like baby's breath I do too usually but it's like But it's, like, all of this stuff is, like, kind of weirdly wrapped into one thing. And it's, like, there's something about it where I've had a couple of friends smell it. And they're, like, mm. I don't know why. But they're, like, that just really works for you. And I'm, all like, All I really yeah, heard right? is, like, a bad perfume commercial. Just somebody whispering, androgyny. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I guess I want to no, add this now is specifically that, like, for her. I don't think this is supposed to be androgynous him. at all. I, we can try it out um, with like a guy smelling a girl's arm, like <laughs> androgyny. Another one I hate is baby powder. Like that scent, just it, like it gives me a headache immediately we did not use baby powder in our house powder fresh stuff i don't like nope so it's right up there with with lavender Uh, white like clean linen white linen what is that breezy linen that's the stupidest scent ever (laughs) i enjoy it and you hate it so much i'm like what is this She hates it so much. And then, like, Wasn't it's also one of those things that, like, I would spray down my house before people visited with, like, Febreze and, like, all the stuff. And she'd walk in, she'd be like, what is this horrible smell? It's like, <laughs> My house Didn't, would be citrus. Like, mine would be citrusy, just so you know. So if you don't like citrus, don't come to my house. <laughs> I I actually found a lemon one that I really really liked and right now I have a hibiscus waterfall Mm, and I'm loving it it's I'm love it love love it but um is this claimed Lennox I don't know what it is I hate it but I actually found a company that um they do uh personalized air fresheners (laughs) and I thought of your face um, uh, on my face it was a thing on my face no yes. like you could personalize and choose pictures for these air fresheners and no, okay well, I, I just wanted to say the I reason why I asked I know because my hand cause she kept putting her hands around her face and I'm like like you put your picture of a fit your face on it, it was foreshadowing I did I I put 
a picture. I have this picture that Andy took of me. I don't know, probably like parents or something six or... years ago. No, I got them for Andy. <laughs> Yeah, one year right. and like there's a picture of andy and i that all you see is my hand up to his hand like we're measuring hands and then he's winking in the background because his hand is so much bigger than mine <laughs> <laughs> so i picked that one there was a picture of the two of us that was just really funny um the year the he came to vagina. lady gaga what was it not a smirk vagina no, I didn't for <laughs> vagina. It was a picture that you and I took um, when you came up for Lady Gaga. We were at that bar over in Wicker Park. Okay. And I'm like making this weird face and you're smiling. And then there's a picture of me that Andy took of me and I'm eating like the biggest slice of pizza. And we had been drinking all night with Natalie. And yeah. We're at this, like I had to hold the slice up with two hands and I'm just eating it. And it's the funniest picture. But so I, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I did fresh linen for that yeah, scent because it was car freshener and I was like, ugh. Oh my God. But I knew he would like it and they turned out awesome. I was so happy. Well, that's that's good to know. We don't know. Josie doesn't probably remember the company, but you can get personalized air fresheners. I'm sure I could find it. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's my unpopular opinion. Lavender sucks as, lo- as well as baby powder. I'm not going to lie. We talked for so long about so many things. I almost forgot what started that unpopular opinion. Um, Moving on. Topic. Numero. Uno. Mm. What could Dos, that tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. <laughs> I feel like we've been I, I think I have an idea for next time Y'all aren't gonna like it But I'm okay. gonna, I might shake it up Oh no, okay So I feel like we've talked a lot about streaming Which makes sense Because like that's really been just kind of like What everyone's been able to latch on to In the past two worlds And we still are tonight um, but I have an idea, and so I'm interested to see how much y'all hate it. <laughs> but for this one, Sheila definitely kind of chose this one, even though Sheila would be like, I didn't. I didn't say we needed to, but honestly, the more things I saw on TikTok about it and more everything else, like I was honestly one of those things that I think I was ended up being pretty cool. So the new movie on streaming, it's relatively new. It's been out for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um called Turning Red, which is actually, a, I wa- um, obviously I watched it. I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Interesting enough, enough, I can't talk. I cannot talk. Turning Red. Turning Red. Yes. It came out March 7th, the week mm-hmm. of March 7th. What I didn't know, because I don't feel like it was as big of a story when people talk about this movie when, with all the other, like, it broke this record. It broke this record. According to Nielsen, it was the most watched program across all streaming services in the U.S. with 1.7 billion minutes viewed mm. for the week of March 7th through the 13th. And it, not only that, it wasn't held it. That, I'm sorry. Wasn't that more than um, what was that rock movie we watched? Red Notice? Yes. Oh, and they both have red. That yeah. was more than Red Notice, right? Because in well, just one week, it's well, different Nielsen because is... like Netflix uses hours, Nielsen uses minutes, and then like, <laughs> hey, Dash. Hey, Dash. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> see, 
can't hear you because the headphones. They say hi back. What are you doing down here? Turning on Moshi. Oh, just a moment. I'm going to turn on Moshi. I do what is Moshi? It's an app we use, and it plays music and calming stories. Okay. Hey, Dash, I have a question for you. Did you like the movie Turning Red? Yeah. What was your favorite part about it? I don't know. You, you don't know what your favorite part was about the movie? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I actually don't know which part. You liked the whole thing? Yeah. Did you like the red panda? Yeah! I think that was his favorite Yeah, the panda. Yeah. All right. I love you. Good night. You too. Surprise guests. <laughs> I am a solo parenting this um this week, so Oh no. I I thought oh it was gosh. adorable when his head just like I couldn't slowly, see him. It, it slowly rose out of the corner. Yeah. Okay, so Nielsen does minutes, Netflix uh-huh. does hours. Okay. But then there's also some controversy when it comes to Netflix. The people are like, you're not really showing us any data that goes with this. You're just kind of saying certain things. Right. So I, don't, I don't really but know. I feel like this would have still been, even if you do minutes versus hours, yeah. it still would be more. Because that was just in one week and not, Yeah. like, because I'm pretty sure when we did Red Notice, that was over the course i don't think that was like one weekend or one week i felt like that was like just the all-time record up to that yeah yeah i think it was like up to a certain point you're right i agree and they actually held it for it continued to hold it for the second week as well with one with almost 1.7 minutes again 1.7 billion minutes again Mm. for anyone wondering because i know you are what am i wondering andy the Rotten Tomato score yeah. is certified fresh at 94%. That's pretty good. Good. But the audience score on this one was only 73. And I think that has a lot to do with why Sheila wanted to talk about this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I actually wanted to talk about this movie, too. So when yeah. Sheila suggested it, I was like, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I watched it last out of all three of us. And everything I had seen, and I actually asked a bunch of friends about it who have kids, and it was really interesting to hear the reactions from some friends, even some from some friends who are pretty liberal and how Mm -hmm. they felt about it and just kind of like the overall controversy of it. I've also, I've also been loving that, um, I follow a page on Instagram called Alternative Disney. I know you guys know this because I send you random stuff on it. Mm -hmm. But um, there's some stuff on there. And one of the things on there was that they were like, we're loving this new set of movies. And Turning Mm -hmm. Red, Encanto, um, Onward... What was mm-hmm. one of the other? There was a couple other ones that were listed in it. They were like all of these movies, instead of dealing with like a real villain. Yeah. It's people like people learning to come of age and like 
deal with their traumas and deal with like their parents trauma and like just trauma that's put on them and like all this different stuff yeah and I was like man that's so true like how long has it been since we've actually seen a real Disney movie like a real Disney movie it doesn't have to be real or fake you know what I mean <laughs> how long has it been since a, Do it. D- since a Disney movie or even like some of the DreamWorks movies and stuff like that come out where they're actually fighting a villain and right. not trying to go through. Oh, Raya was one of them. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, I have I seen actually, that. I actually really I enjoyed that. Raya. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. Moana. Sorry. <clears throat> like the one from like six years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just okay. wanted to make sure. Like, because yeah, yeah. for some reason you said Moana and I <clears throat> thought Mulan. And I was like, the live action. I haven't one? seen that one either. <laughs> you haven't seen Mulan? No, not the cartoon. Oh, you've never seen the cartoon? Not all the way through, I don't think. Oh my gosh, Andy, I need you to stop right now and go watch that so we can come back and continue. The- no, I'm just kidding. I'm good. That- no, it's so good. We're going to have a Hothead to Read convention or. Uh, get away or something conference, and we're just gonna watch all the movies Andy hasn't watched <laughs> <laughs> that we want him to watch. That we want him to watch. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm sorry, like, I think they lost my ticket. It's been it's at your house, so we're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna um, show up. <laughs> just joking. But it it was really interesting to think it to think about it inside out like all these great movies that have been coming out and it's about deal like learning how to deal with your emotions when you don't know how to deal with them yeah and I thought that that was great and I think it's a great premise because it has been a really long time since I've seen a cartoon where there's a true villain that you're actually like going after right uh, I think I, what I enjoy is that, like, which we'll talk about the story too, but like, I saw a lot of stuff on TikTok before I actually saw it. Mm-hmm. And I love, it's kind of like off of your comment too, where it was like, there was this one that was like, you know, I know that we asked for representation, but really, y'all just came out the gate with emotional damage. Like, it was. Like, <laughs> From this one, from Encanto, to all of the different ones where it's just like, they're going straight for the feels. And they're like, we didn't know it would feel like this. We're happy, but it's also (laughs) hurtful. Not how we were wanting it. Yeah. 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 So, like, the reason I had kind of suggested it, like, a month ago is I'm like, there's a lot of controversy. There were, the movie came out on, like, a Friday. We watched it that night. My family did. And then... Like, the next day, people were ranting and raving that it it wasn't Christian enough. It, it was, which I'm like, what? There's representation of a foreign language? Um, or not a foreign language, a foreign culture? A wait, foreign wait, religion? Wait, wasn't Christian enough? What movie is Christian? In uh, any apparently Frozen? Movies? apparently frozen is because no frozen was a christian i'm just saying like but like people like hunchback and they assume it is 
They yeah, they assume because like there's there's white characters. And but you know but there was you know there was the the religion issue there was the the puberty issue there was the the child that snuck out and didn't obey her parents issue and people were all upset about this oh there was people were upset about the twerking which I'm like I barely remember the twerking like that's not they were just dancing. I wouldn't have called that like twerking. I think they were just like shaking their butt like a kid who doesn't know how to dance does. They just if that's twerking, it's the level of my nephew that can twerk. Like Right. I mean she was like and the thing is is I think I because I had looked up something. Okay, so um in the movie in Turning Red, when she becomes Mm. the red panda, the giant red panda, she's running and when she comes across somebody that they scare her and she's scared. Part of what she does is she stands on her hind legs and she like sticks her paws up in the air. Like, yeah, like a red panda does. Right. And that's what red pandas do. Yeah. Well, I watched it, the movie again last week and she was shaking her, her, um, butt at her mom when her mom was the, the giant mad red panda. And it oh, was yeah. making mom so mad. And I'm like, I wonder if red pandas really shake like their booty too. And I Googled it and there was something about how like they kind of did kind of do something with their. I they, would like they, to see your search history. You Googled red panda booty shake. Probably. I probably would have Googled that too. If I would have thought of it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I think and it might have been later. Like, ladies and gentlemen. Do you... I'll do it now. Don't threaten me. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Okay, I typed in, do red pandas shake their butts? That's what I typed in. I didn't say shake booty. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's a common behavior for red pandas. They have anal glands that secrete fluid to mark the territory. (laughs) Wow, Sheila, you just took that to X-rated Disney. Sheila, this this is a podcast for everyone. You just use the word anal. Anal? She used the word anal excretion. Not a good enough reason to use word anal. <laughs> There's so many better ways to use anal. Okay, it secreted. <laughs> it sprayed. It sprayed, all right? They spray. Like, the thing that made me, I think, the most mad about Wait. this. Like a skunk? <laughs> Cat spray. Cat spray. They're a, lot of anim- a lot of animals spray from their... It's male cats do it a lot. Female cats will do it, but male cats do it a lot. They mark their territory. Sorry, keep going. There you go. Sorry, but go ahead, Josie. Um, (laughs) Secreting Animals, our new podcast coming to you soon. (laughs) Does your animal secrete? Just turn on Red Panda and it will in five minutes. I'm just kidding. Don't sue me. Don't sue me. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me that made me the most upset about the most controversy that I was seeing was when it was, like, talking about her period. It was a five-minute scene. Well, because, so, one of my friends, her oldest child Mm -hmm. just went through the birds and the bees talk at school. And they had to sign the documents to say it was okay for their child to go through these classes. And, you know, we were, of course, like with 
their situation's a, a tiny bit different. So they have they have to be a little bit more open and vocal about certain things because of past trauma mm-hmm. with right. the children. So they have to have conversations with their children that most parents probably don't have to have at early ages. But their child's 11 mm-hmm. in fifth grade. And we were t- talking about the birds and the bees. Okay, how did it go? And they called me on both days because he was really nervous about the class. And I had been over to dinner at their house and we were talking about it. And so he wanted to call me and tell me how the classes went. Mm -hmm. And the first day they went through the male class, the second day they went through the female class and they're teaching the children to not be embarrassed about things that happen to their body. And we shouldn't be, but we are. And they shouldn't be, but you are. And you're taught as a girl that it's It's gross. Kind of shameful. Yeah, shameful. I mean, I don't know what it was like for Sheila in her gym classes or, like, whatever um, in school. But um, when we had our swim days, obviously, if you were on your period, you couldn't join with swimming and they they made us walk around the swimming pool while everybody else was in class so everybody knew why you were walking what sort of archaic shit was that and you would like be like and it could be something where it was like oh you forgot your swimming suit that week or whatever like there could have been multiple reasons for why you couldn't do it but basically if you were a female and you were in seventh and eighth grade and you had to walk around the swimming pool everybody knew why and everybody made fun of you all through school like all the boys would like make comments and you're taught that it's not supposed to be embarrassing every person goes through this and I just felt like the hate on this movie that was trying to show that it wasn't an embarrassing thing like yeah the mom made it embarrassing because the mom was trying to be so helpful but I know people who had parents who never talked to that stuff about their kid mm-hmm. and made it extremely embarrassing for them. And they kind of had to fend for themselves. So I'm like, I'd rather have a mm-hmm. parent who was protective and like had everything yeah. and knew what to talk about than somebody who didn't. Now the going to the school with the pads, that's very embarrassing. And that whole thing, that, that scene, I was just like, Oh my gosh, mom, don't make it worse. But, um, right. But the actual act, like, Almost 90% of the controversy that I saw around this movie was they showed a girl possibly starting her period. And that's, she did. Just, that's just so crazy to me. And I'm like, okay, but she didn't. She didn't. They talked about it for like five whole minutes maybe. And why, like, you're perpetuating the shame mm-hmm. that you're trying to teach children that it's not. Like, the school is trying to set stuff up. To not be, you know, like, whatever. And, I mean, we were talking to my friend's son about the girl one. And we were like, oh, what did you learn about today? And he was like, well, we learned how girls get periods. And we were like, oh, okay. And we were like, well, were you embarrassed learning about that? And he was like, no. And he was like, I guess I just didn't realize it was, like, every month that it always happened to 
And a few months ago, he had seen a joke or, like, had heard about a joke about um, wanting to put ketchup on a girl's chair. And my friends reacted and they were like, we do not ever want to hear that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. That's not right. It's, it can be very embarrassing. Do you even understand what you're implying when that happens? And he was like, no. Well, then he went through the talk and we were like, oh, well, was that embarrassing? No. And I go, well, you know, what would you do if you ever saw a girl had gotten her period? Would you make fun of her or would you try to like warn her, help her? And he goes, well, she can't really help it. He goes, I would want to help her. Yeah. And so my friend was like, okay, so remember that ketchup joke? That's why. And he was like, oh. I get it now. Okay. So it's like you're trying to teach your child not to be embarrassed about this stuff and how to handle this stuff. Mm -hmm. Because at some point or another in your life, you're likely going to have to deal Deal with with this somehow. I mean, he has younger sisters, he has his mom's, like, you know, no, not knowing who he's going to be attracted to, the way he's heading, he's very attracted towards the girls in his class, he's probably going to have to deal with this at some point, you know? Right. So it just, like, I guess that's just what made me want to watch it even more, because I was mm-hmm. just like, it can't be that, they can't be handling it that badly. Right. With all this stuff that Disney does wrong, I feel like there are some things they're starting to do right. They're doing, I th- yeah, they're really trying to change how they tell stories. And actually what I loved about this story was there's Turning Red. And, and initially when we, or the title is Turning Red. And initially we all just thought it was about this girl becoming a red panda, you know, Turning Red. She gets red hair because of it, like... And you're just like, oh, okay. But then, like, as you watch it, it's like, oh, turning red. Like, people took it as turning red. She's having her period. But another part I saw of it was um, turning red as in, like, the actual, like, turning red. <laughs> that was my cat. I'm par- I apologize. That's my cat jumping up trying to catch the frog. <laughs> the actual feet of your body turning red because you're embarrassed Mm -hmm. this child goes through embarrassment because her body has changed into a red panda and she can't control her her feelings and her emotions because of it she's turning red because her mother found her drawings and drove and chewed Mm -hmm. out some poor guy that her daughter just thought was cute and she was turning red because she she was embarrassed. She didn't even understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. And her mom wouldn't even listen to her. That was part of it. Mom wouldn't even stop and talk to her child Honestly, about it. The mom in this movie made me more angry than anything else. Oh, for because sure. I was like, dude. Right. Like, but, what are you doing? She was horrible. Yeah. But um, but just like but there was those three things, you know, like the puberty, the um, the the embarrassment and then like the actual turning red as a panda and I just I was like wow they kind of went really not super deep but a little deep with um the story and I liked that but it was also about family like Josie you said you didn't like the mom like it really does go through generational trauma Mm, so it's not just like she's a bad not i don't want to call her a bad mom a strict mom she's not just a strict mom she's the tiger like 
she's, she's the a tiger, tiger mom, mom that you hear yeah about. yeah like she was she was also raised that way yeah and because she ended up hurting her mom she felt because of her red pam that she felt like she had to control her child's even yeah. more yeah. but i think yeah. it was good in the way like having been raised by a very strict parent yeah. <laughs> and having the expectations on there i think it was also good to like for this generation i think a lot of people feel like they can be who they want to be they can say what they want to say but at the same time there's a lot of people whose families are still very much like this like mm-hmm. oh, for sure no you have to be perfect you have to be this you have to be this like i think it was also good to show like you don't have to be bad to be who you are you can also be good and be who you are as long as you realize like you just have to accept it and then it's also like the parents come around to the fact that like their kids are changing yeah i actually really loved how the father even from the beginning was a little Mm -hmm. bit more not so uptight about his daughter growing up and then like towards the end you really see like his strong suit you see him as this like kind of bumbling father throughout it and he will do anything mother-in-law will say because he's terrified of mother-in-law who he probably has every right to be terrified of her mm-hmm. but you know i just love he's them. trying to get her approval because she didn't approve of him in the beginning right so but he's she, trying to do everything to be the yeah. perfect husband but i loved when he found you know Malin's videos and stuff and then he went and talked to her and he was just like you know you you don't have to do what you don't want to do and I love that he was just so supportive of her and he was really like the best adult and parent in her life at that point I really liked it even <clears throat> before then when oh yeah her like with her no I mean like yes there were several moments through the whole thing and that was really special but I felt like one of the biggest moments for me was when he just looked at her and said that he liked red and it was a lucky color. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, just commenting about her hair changing because they had to move her into the room, like, by herself. And, Sheila, I'm sorry, I had to step away for one second. I don't know if you mentioned this, but, you know, you were talking about the turning red and everything that it meant. Um, did you mention, like, like the symbolism of also, like, the anger? Because... Um. There was a lot of yeah, anger. Well, I should I mean, have, but yeah. Like, I felt like the turning red was also the anger because yeah. it had the, I mean, it was symbolic of all emotions because they yes. even had the test where they were like, oh, she passed the, she yeah. even passed the kitten test, you know? Yeah. And so all of that, but really like, I felt that it was the embarrassment, but it was also the anger. Oh yeah. Because they and I guess I didn't really get the anger right away until the dad mentioned, oh, you should have seen your mom's. She was huge. Yeah. And then you find out that she got scarred and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, anger even built up. Because I think that's the other thing, too, is that... We hold on to things. You hold on to stuff. But also, like, when you're this age and you're going through the puberty and you're going through the changes and everything, like... Even though you're told everybody goes through this, mm-hmm. it feels very isolating. For sure. And it feels very like nobody's going through the exact same thing I'm going through. Even with um, Maymay's friends, like, they were all going through... Their own stuff. Their yeah. stuff, too. 
but it was all so different for all of them. Mm-hmm. And you even saw it in how, like, you the even parents, saw it with the with one how boy, the parents, at the end, right? Too. And the boy, but you saw it with how the parents reacted to them all going to the concert. Yeah. Like, you know, the one girl who probably had the most privilege out of all of them, she was like, oh, they said I could go. And then it was like, but I have to pay when she delivered that line right before the like, but I have to pay for my own ticket. It was almost like I wondered if she wondered why her parents said yes. And all the other parents had said no, because she was like, oh, well, my parents said yes. But I have to pay for my own ticket. Yeah. Why? How am I supposed to get that money? You know? Yeah. So it's, I think the symbolism behind everything just, they, I felt like it was so poignant of like, of what you're going through at that yeah. time. Well, In a even, different way than oh, what Inside Out did. Because Inside yeah. Out was strictly those emotions. Yeah. Where they very much represented the emotions in your head. And how all of that worked and how your emotions actually worked. I felt like this was like, okay, you saw how to deal with your emotions on the inside. Right. Now, here's how you deal with your emotions with other people who have their same emotions. Yeah. That you can't control and you don't understand. And that's very isolating. Yeah. And so now you just get to, like, deal with all of it. Yeah. And you get to turn into a red panda. Another thing I loved, I just loved all the cultural bits in it and some of it like I, I kind of caught it the first time I watched it the second time like it really struck me but in the be- when Maylin asked her mom or not the, not asked her mom but when like they're about to have dinner and like the commercial for the um the boy band comes on what's uh what's their name for something four town, four town. town. and the mom's like why are they four town when there's only five of them well, yeah, later on, mom would say. later on at dinner, they uh, grandma sees the the four lights in the sky, and she's like, "Why are those? They're four the four beams," and they're like, "Oh, it's for that concert for town," and she's like, "Well, four is an unlucky number, but there's five. Right. And so the band is has five members because it's lucky. Or not lucky, but because having four no- members would be unlucky. And I was like, I just, I love those little bits of Asian, um, like Hindu or um, Bo- uh, Buddhist mm-hmm. that they take and put into that. Because um, mm-hmm. like when we were in Japan, like I couldn't buy a set of four dishes. It was five. You You only had five dishes. Like I have a set of dishes from Japan that's five because... Four is bad luck. <laughs> and yeah, that's just how it is. Like you you would buy cucumbers and you get these little Japanese cucumbers. They're always in sets of five. Like if you bought your, it's always like that. <laughs> I also just kind of like the fact that like, yes, she might've been like a little bit of an outcast, but not at the same time. Like she, they, she was never really made fun of for her religion. She was never really mm-hmm. made fun of for like what she did there. Her thing, yeah. Her kids, her friends wished she would stay with them more, but they also understood it. But I also think that like 
you know, I saw something and I saved it on Instagram where I was like, one character was Chinese Canadian, one was Indian Canadian, one was Korean Canadian, one was French Canadian, another was Korean Canadian and Black Vietnamese Canadian. So it's not just, which I'm not saying we're saying it is, but it's not just Chinese culture. It's just a lot of varying cultures well, they and have how the, people. Uh, Canada's like that. They have a huge. Yeah. I very, remember. Yeah. I remember when we we were in Dubai, Andy for work we worked with a lot of filipinos Mm -hmm. and ultimately most of them were like oh our dream is to end up in canada Mm -hmm. like that was their dream to end up in canada that's where they wanted to go yeah but i also think that probably we can't even see some of the nuances that are in here like josie you were talking about a like the anger but it was also like the other emotions like, I think even the kitten test was probably one of those, too, where it was like, you just need to always have every emotion in check. You're not really supposed to be loud. Like, right. I'm going to go with the loud American that's always like, woo. Like, you should keep every emotion in check because you're supposed to be. I feel like that's probably a lot like of. A, a calm presence. So, like, I think it, like, I'm curious to see how, like, I think that's other people like... raised in that would feel. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily Canadian, but I do feel like that is an Asian. Um, yeah. Because, like, you could tell, the, like, like, the little Japanese kids, they were, like, preschoolers, like, or kindergartners. They're walking to school by themselves in Japan. Like, when I was there 10 years ago, you know, and, you know, here we can't do that. <laughs> um, you have to, your kid can't be alone. And there they would do certain things like that. Um, because, like, it, it just how they taught their children. Not that their children were ever misbehaved, but rarely did I ever see one of their children misbehave on the on the trains where I would see one of the American children throwing a fit. Yeah. That, you know, that was yeah. just a, a base person, so. I just actually read a book <clears throat> called 50 Words for Rain. Mm-hmm. And it was by a Japanese slash like a Jap a black Japanese female. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean the the book takes place in post World War II Japan, so there's like a whole thing for that. Right. But one of the things, one of the first things that the main character is taught. And she was like, always remember this is um, a woman's best attribute is her silence. And it's like a a woman's place is in her silence. And she's taught that from a very, very young age. And so I think it is that of you really are supposed to have every single emotion in check all of the time. And, you know... It's hard to do that when you have a million things going on around you. I also thought it was really interesting that the movie took place in 2002. Right. Yeah. And not, like, present day. Um, it threw me I thought, off at first. I thought it threw me off at first, too, because I was like, oh, that's interesting that they have... I can't even remember what it was, but it was, like, something really popular. But then, like, ultimately, I ended up actually really liking that they said it at that time period because it's kind of – it's definitely pre-social media. Yeah. 
but it's still like it's at still that a very point of poignant time. to really have that mm-hmm. needing to have that social popularity yeah and how much your social status at school is like very important and very much in check and in play and um so i thought it was interesting that they placed it at that time uh, one of my favorite parts is the fact that like her mom's panda got put into her tamagotchi and her, <laughs> and her grandmother had to wear that four town four <laughs> for the rest of her life yeah I was like, this is fantastic. So the lady that wrote and created Turning Red, she, I want to say they just hired her, um, not hired her, but Pixar just made her one of the um, main people at Pixar. Really? Yeah. So, and this isn't her first move or like she's done other things with them. I don't know if you remember the a few years ago. I think it was on what movie was it on? Was it on Onward? It might have been the year before on whatever Pixar movie came out. But it was about the little it was called Bow and it was about the little um the buns, the little yeah. bun boy. Mm-hmm. She that was her short. So um but yeah, so they like she's done really well and um they're giving her the opportunities, which I think is really great. Um, I sent this article to you all, and I don't know if you actually ever read it. Um, but it was a New York pastor warns parents that Pixar's turning red is demonic. And the basis of this, of him saying this was because of her menstru- the menstruation references. And then... Um, they said that there's other things that show that it's doesn't align with biblical views. Um, I just, I mean, I mean, if like that guy just wants to do what like was biblical, like they used to put women in tents 2000 some years ago when they had their periods. How is that? I just, <laughs> uh, don't get um, that's this that's my thing and i'm like it's well not, i don't know so one of the things that he points out is in hebrews it says um wants to live and then to die we face judgment it's strictly forbidden in christian talks context to communicate with the dead and within the first eight minutes you have chanting communication with ancestors and is immediately a red flag should um from the start do I want my kid to be exposed to this as a gateway and into my future adult interactions and beliefs with something that the Christian faith condemns? Um, but yeah, this whole thing, I just, I mean, for me, it's just one of those things where I feel like, I feel like you could pretty much take any thing out of context and make it fit your agenda. Oh, for sure. Um, good or bad. I feel like you could do that. And I mean, to me, the part of praying to the ancestors, like, how is that different than praying to God or a saint right. or the Virgin Mary or like, like it's not any, any, of those, any of those other things. Well, it's like, too political or religious or whatever. But also I know like, it's going to 
every time that stuff like this happens, I just kind of want to be like, if your faith is that fragile, or you think your children's faith is that fragile, that it can be swayed to the demonic side by watching a Pixar movie about this young girl coming into her own, you have bigger problems than this movie. Right. My thing is, it's like... Clean up your own house. You're afraid of culture. Like... Yeah. That's a culture. Yeah, and it always surprises me because we grew up, I grew up going to church every single weekend, very religious, mm-hmm. and we always embraced learning about other religions. And we always had, I always remember pastors being like, you need to learn these other things. You need to learn this other stuff because, like, to go against or exactly was like basically what Andy was saying is it's supposed to help solidify your faith. It's supposed to help you see things like it's not supposed to make you scared. You're not supposed to be scared that this, like I shouldn't be scared that seeing somebody pray to ancestors in like a Buddhist ceremony is going to make me less religious. Like that's not, that's not me being secure in my beliefs. So it's just like really interesting that like people automatically have to take it there because I mean, really, like, what's the point? Like, why? Like, why even go there? Right. I'm just going to say those people probably never left the country, so. <laughs> they probably never left their hometown. I'm sorry, everyone on this, in this that listens to us. I'm just saying. You can go across <laughs> the state. You'll run into people. Yeah. Um, anywho. Yeah. Do we suggest watching the movie? Absolutely. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, we we really loved it. Our family did. And to to be say something really fast, I said I had talked to some of my liberal, like very liberal friends about this. Yeah. And it was my friends who have like the four kids that I was talking about earlier with their oldest one who just went through the classes. And like my friend had told me that she said my two youngest didn't understand the references. Mm -hmm. They just thought it was funny. Yeah. That the the girl turned into the red panda. She was like, I was a little shocked because of the context for like my older kid, and then the other one. He like pr- it probably went over him a little bit. He might have asked some questions, but basically just thought it was really funny that they turned into it. She goes, my family really enjoyed it. She's like, we'll keep watching it. Yeah. She's like watching it right away. It was just a little shocking. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So we watched it as we've told you. Dash Dash didn't get like the puberty part. Like he just thought it was just kind of funny stuff, you know. Um and so I always found it funny when people were like be careful. It talks about this, talks about periods. Your kids are going to ask now. It's like, well not all kids are going to ask. So I mean there's that, but maybe it's because I'm open enough with my child that he was kind of like, okay, whatever, yeah. you know, but as many of you heard earlier, we Dash was our little surprise guest tonight, and we asked him how he liked the movie, and he did like it, and, you know, like, if I say, hey, you want to watch Turning Red, he's like, yeah, like, there's not, like, you know, he enjoyed it, but he's also really into, like, I know that movie isn't set in Japan, and I know that the um, it's a Canadian-Chinese family, but 
you know, he's very interested in some of the um, cultural stuff that happens in like Japan. And I, I think he kind of relates Japan and that culture a little bit, even though they're a little bit different or they're, they're both different, but they have some similarities like Hinduism and, and Buddhist and, and whatnot. And he realizes that. And so like, I think that's part of why he really likes it on top of he loves red pandas. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I would watch it even if it is about a woman becoming a demonic monster because she gets her period. I mean, it's um, bound to happen eventually. Yeah. We all do. I mean, we don't become demonic monsters, but. Well, speak for yourself. Um, no, but. I mean, I'll end it on this because I can. But. Um, I well, think that um, things like that, movies like this, should be watched for re- for the same reasons that there was a TikTok trend not four months ago where women didn't understand where men didn't understand where pads went or how they were used. That they was a TikTok pa- trend. Was that pads or tampons? It was pads. Oh. It was probably both at the same time, but it was it was the thing where like they would go up and be like, "Where do you put this?" And he was like, "You just attach it to yourself." She's like, "Where did the wings go?" He was like, "I don't know. I just assumed that like that's what would it like." They thought it attached to the female versus the undergarment. I just said undergarment like an eighty-five year old, but like <laughs> the undergarment. <laughs> let's just roll with it, but um. I, I, wasn't gonna, like, I was going to roll with it until you called yourself out. I was fine with uh, it. Now I'll call you 85 and say undergarment. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, I know people, I friends' husbands who are like, I didn't know girls really had periods because my mom never mentioned it. Like, she hid things, never knew where they were. They had never seen anything. I was the exact opposite, where my mom was like, go in here and buy this box of shit and come back out. Because I grew up with my mom and three sisters. So, like, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, these need to exist to normalize. Girls shouldn't have to feel like they have to tuck a tampon in their boot to go to the bathroom so that no one will know because she doesn't want to take her her pocketbook. But, anywho's. The pocketbook with the undergarments? (laughs) <laughs> it was they, she didn't want to take her she didn't want to take her clutch to the powder room um, showing <laughs> <laughs> speaking of southern not southern but um, definitely not southern not southern <laughs> as like not uh, even american <laughs> yeah no funny note though actual southern that's spoken here is as close as it'll is to what old queen's english used to be what like southern in georgia uh-huh well just southern south yeah well i i mean I, there's and there's a lot of different ones i know i don't know that's why i was checking. I'm sorry I, that's the extent of i don't want to say it that's the extent don't of the fact that i have so Topic number two, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Oh my gosh. Season two. Wait, before we start, 
Can we please come up with our Bridgerton names? What are they? Lord or Lady. Yeah. A lady. <laughs> then take right. your first or your middle name. Yeah. Add ton to the last thing you drank. Exciting. Of. And then you take the street that you live on and add, um, I think it's Shire to the end. Did you say Is name? it Shire or is it Sure? Like, Shire. Are you coming for me, Sheila? I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, did you say middle name? So I would be, I would be Lady Anne yeah. Winton of Damonshire. I am Lady Elaine <laughs> Waterton. Lady Elaine Waterton of Wartonshire. You did not have water in that bottle. No, I <laughs> the last thing I drank was water. <laughs> mm -hmm. It wasn't it was. cider cider This tin. has been this has been empty for probably an hour now. It it wasn't cider tin, you're sure? I'm she sure be, because be I drank the word anal, but refuses to admit that she's been drinking. I know. Um, Lord. <laughs> I am Lord David. <laughs> I knew you were gonna have to say it, and I wanted you to say and uh, Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> All right, Lord, 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 Lord David. Lord David, Doctor Pepperton. <laughs> Would it just be Pepperton or Doctor Pepperton? Do let's go with Doctor. I like Doctor Pepperton though. <laughs> Well, because you wouldn't uh, say I just had some pepper to drink. No, that's true. Of Nelson Shire. Nelson Shire. <laughs> Actually, I think I sent you all a couple different videos, and I think they both had different ones, but that's the one that I've seen. Yeah. The that's most. the one I've seen the most. Whoa. Bridgerton. No. Oh. Bridgerton season two. Got a little too excited and had to take a cough break. <laughs> um, okay, so some interesting stats about season two, which were kind of confusing as I was looking them up, is that Squid Game, which we have all talked about here, still holds <laughs> the overall record for most viewed show on Netflix mm. across a seven-day period. But with... 571.76 million hours viewed. I think this was like during the first little bit. And the second season of Bridgerton racked up 251.74 million hours viewed. But it has since surpassed that and became the number one for hours in this first week, shattering streaming of Inventing Anna. Oh, Inventing Anna. Okay. Wait, Inventing Anna beat Squid Games and then Bridgerton beat that? No, this article's a little confusing because, one, I didn't read it beforehand. But also... <laughs> Andy's research. <laughs> as he goes. <laughs> as I'm skimming this, no, it says on Tuesday, Netflix revealed that Bridgerton Season 2 was viewed for the 251 million Shattering Streaming Services previous English language series record for... 196 million for inventing Anna. So I guess it became number two. It beat inventing Anna as number two because it says that Squid Game still holds its record. There is also an important cutoff here that only dates back to the week of June 28th, 2021. So I guess it's like it didn't do stuff like this. But 
I thought what was also interesting is that not only was season two crushing crushing it, but so was season one because everyone is coming back in and watching either everything again or they're catching up. But um, it quickly became like in the top 10. So like Bridgerton season one came back and was uh-huh. in the top 10. I feel like people were like, ooh, let's get all spicy and saucy again and get ready for season two. They wanted to rewatch it. they're like, it didn't happen. Or they had Let me go back to season one and get my Bridgerton porn on. Well, I was going to go there, but later. But we can go there now. Let's go there. When have we ever stopped ourselves? No, never. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet. As um, none of us talk about it. Okay, this season wasn't as sexy, and by sexy I mean steamy, raunchy, garden, summer, wet sex, or stage, or stage, stair sex. No, it wasn't. Library. It really wasn't. There was no library scene. Let's there just go not. there. These women were a little more, well, I want to say contained, but actually she was contained too. It just showed more of her after marriage. Yeah. The In the first, first season, it showed more. So the marriage. first season is like half courting, half marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This season is like all, it's all court, baby. And then it's a lot of the, dribbling. Not and then a lot you of get the, you get the full court press, like second hey. to last episode. Mm-hmm. Or she was ruined. So the um. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like the the sexual tension between them was there, mm-hmm. and then there, and then there, and then there. At one point, it even showed her almost the the beginnings of and then there was sexually one tensioning point, herself. Then there was like one point where I was like, "Oh, I'm just over it. I don't even care mm-hmm. anymore." <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I, and then by the time the full court press the full court press came, I was like, I don't care. And now well, they, this is just weird. Well, they barely showed anything. Except for him like muff diving her. <laughs> it was weird. It was the weirdest sex scene. It wasn't like there was for me personally like. You need to see penetration. No, not at all. Because literally in the first season of Bridgerton, yes, you don't really see penetration. It's sexual tension the whole time. Yeah. And it's facial expressions. And it's like there's not anything really super graphic. Mm. Like the library scene is, and that's the scene I'm sure that Sheila and everybody saw in memes where it was like, Nobody, me, Bridgerton, episode six, 43, 57 seconds into the episode or like whatever. Right. And it was like the library scene or whatever. Like that's the one that everybody was like, oh my gosh, like flipping out about because they had right. sex on the library ladder. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was more the rain for me. In season one? Mm-hmm. I mean, to each their own. That's just the yeah. scene that a lot of people were like freaking out about in season one. Like, so in this one, by the time you got to it, 
it was just like these weird choppy shots and then mm-hmm. he was like down on her and then it would be these weird choppy shots and then all of a sudden it would be like her point of view of him down on her and you're like why why you don't need that Bridgerton's better than that Shonda's better than that is she I mean I don't I don't I, I, don't, I don't have a lot to say about Bridgerton the show well I say Shonda's better than that because Shonda Rhimes has done like Oh, I know. She's done a lot of 17, stuff. I was just... 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy I, no, no. where it's built on such tension. How to Get Away with Murder, Station 19, yeah. like all these other things. So I'm like, I, I do feel, like, I know she just like, I think it's like her team that like produces this. Like she's not really writing it or anything, Same, but. Yeah. So I feel like I need to say, because I've been really quiet. It's not that I don't want, I have not watched this, and it's not that I don't want to watch this. It's when we started talking about doing Prisoners, like, about this time a year ago, it was Mm -hmm. Sheila reads Bridgerton, Josie reads and watches Bridgerton, and Andy just watches. And then I never read it. She never (laughs) read it. And I'm still holding out. And, like, I was going to be so mad at Andy if he never picked Bridgerton. Because I've been holding out to watch the stupid show. It's not stupid, I guess. But um, <laughs> but I was going to be mad if he was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Because I've mm-hmm. been holding out to watch it until we did our episode. So, like, okay. we can have, like, Sheila's, like, just book versus. Right. So, Sheila, I guess my question for you is, since mm-hmm. you've read it, mm-hmm. the Viscount. I mean, obviously, book one is about, it's called The Duke and The I. Duke, yeah. It's about them. Mm-hmm. Book two is like, what is it, The Viscount and Me? Or something, something like something that, yeah. Viscount. Yeah. And it's um, Daphne's brother. His brother, her brother, An- yeah. An- mm-hmm. Anthony? Yeah. yeah. Anthony. Anthony. Okay, Anthony. I did not know it's, that. I read it, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. In the book. It's spelled um, that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, like, did you feel a lot of, like, tension and stuff between Kate and, like, the Viscount or, like... So, like, you know some things there. It's not... It wasn't as... I don't remember it being as intense as, like, the the Duke and I. It, It was more of that, like... So she's the big sister, and she knows that she's probably not gonna find a um a spouse. She's not gonna find her per- her man, and so like the big thing is like find somebody for little sister. And so like you she know, even, does she even try to find somebody? No, she doesn't. Like okay, like I mean, she goes in the show that she doesn't even try. Like she goes to all the things, but like she doesn't. She said, really, I have a life. I don't. Need I don't really that. try. Like, she just, because she knows she's more plain than her sister. Her sister's more beautiful and and whatnot. So, and her and Antony, I guess that's how you say his name, they were always kind of, like, butting heads. As in that, like, I don't, I'm trying to think of, like, other things I've seen that, where they butt heads. But, you know, like, they would talk, but they were always kind of, like, 
tit for tatting each other a little bit or, um, you know, just like maybe not one upping, but, you know, just like we kind of like each other, but we're not going to talk about liking each other because you're supposed to marry my sister sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And like she was always kind of like repressing like her feelings for him. So like it's there, but it's not there. And like like the um, spoilers, the croquet scene is absolutely yeah. hilarious in the book. And um, that's like really when you're like, finally, just like, just get to it, you know, like, just fuck. <laughs> and shortly later, he tries to like save her from the bee sting and like tears off her bodice. And... Oh, so I heard he tears that... off her bodice. Yeah, he like, he's, sh- I'm pretty sure it was like he, he tore her dress or whatever so he could like, really get to the bee <laughs> to the he really bee wanted to get bee. to that stinger and get that yeah because like in the show he didn't want her to die like dad did yeah right sorry spoilers. but in the it's... show he doesn't like really tear her dress off he just like grabs her and is like ah and then like his hand is like next to her bosom no Sheila like correct me really did like I, I feel like there was more like some I, it's been a while since I read that because I didn't get a chance to finish that one before oh, we started talking about mind. it. I might be able to answer your question, but I do rem- I do feel like he, like, sh- like when they were found by the moms or whoever found them. Yeah. <laughs> she was Disheveled. not as dressed as she should have. It wasn't just him, like, you know, sucking on her boob. Or the top of her her chest. It was he was like, sucking on her boob. Well, he was trying to not like her nipples. So that's what I was gonna say. Is so Amber, wait, like he was like literally trying to suck the bee sting out. Yes. Oh, that definitely did not happen no. in the show. <laughs> I wish it did. That's why I was like, what? You're like, where is she like going? Yeah, so she because gets in the show, he, in the show, she gets stung where his dad gets stung, like just right in the neck. Oh no, she's. It's like, I'm pretty sure it was her chest because I feel like. Yeah. Because it was because, like, it was very much like she had to get recovered, and the the you know then the moms were like, oh well we. She has to be engaged now. You have to marry her now. You yeah. were just sucking her tit, you know. Um, well, I didn't say it like that, but no, <laughs> no, my look is just because that's not what happens at all. Well, and that's what I was like, going to say. So Amber told me about the book. My friend Amber. Well, it's a told good me about... thing Sheila didn't do her job and finish it. So she told <laughs> no, me about I the book. No, I read it last year. I just like didn't it was. <laughs> It's one of those things where I was like, oh, she was like, can you know? She was like, it was very different because they got technically engaged because of that very early on in the book, as opposed to the television season where it literally was the next to last episode when they finally actually. I don't came feel like it was, but it's, oh. I don't feel, I don't remember when I was reading it, I don't remember feeling like it was early on. Like, well, definitely more early on, probably than the show. Like it was probably like halfway through. I mean, versus, like, maybe yeah. about but halfway even or, like, or two thirds yeah. of the way through, or something. But even like in the show, like it was like the second to last episode, and it took her like getting thrown from a horse <laughs> and, and her, her 
and her almost dying and him saving her and then seeing her at a ball and finally dancing with her like a week and a half later for him to even be like he's a douche i want to to marry you and i love you i but but in the show she was equally as hard-headed oh yeah she's hard-headed in the almost if not worse than him i think I like felt she, like they like, were very hard-headed with each other in the book. They were both right. very, very hard-headed. Which, I'm not going to lie, like, in the TV show, like, her being hard-headed just became boring. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I even watched episode two and three because I got up in my apartment and started walking around and doing <laughs> stuff. And I didn't miss a single thing in the show. Hmm. Like, I was still able to follow every single storyline. Okay. Having just listened to those shows. Having. I would actually, I would really love to see what you, if if and when you ever get a chance to read the books. Oh, I will. I'll I'll read them. What your thoughts are on it after seeing it. Yeah. And reading it. Because, like, Eloise is, like, one of my favorite characters. But then even Eloise was a little bit annoying in this in this season where I was just like, oh, my gosh, get over the okay. fucking This has nothing to do person. with anything. But, like, I know what the characters look like. Or all, not, yeah. all, well, I know some of the characters look like. And I see the ugh, Daphne's family, whatever they're called. Yes. And <laughs> are they the Bridgertons for like yeah. for a moment? I just had this like thought that like that that, that wasn't their name. All no, of a sudden, is. I started freaking out. That I'm like, I'm not gonna call them Bridgertons because that's wrong. Second guessing myself. No, yeah, should, we should have came up with a second name. Waterton. Um. <laughs> Did you say Bottertons? Water. Waterton. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> but. So so in the book, they talk about how you all you know that these kids are all from the same family because they all have this dark chestnut hair. Mm. And looking at the pictures that they they have of all these these siblings, these Bridgerton siblings. Daphne and the youngest son have they blonde hair. The they don't they have the right colored hair and it messes up the fact that like, you know, that. There's, like, this whole, like, paragraph or two in the books where they're, like, oh, you know that the um, Viscount didn't ever, you know, that you know that him and mom are, was her, what was her name? Violet. Violet. I was, like, Valerie, and I was, like, that's not right. Violet, like, you know that their kids are their kids. Yeah. Because they all have that dark hair. Yeah, Daphne doesn't, and I think the youngest son doesn't. But and that just the bothers three me. boys Sorry. and the two other girls all have that chest, like that dark hair. Yeah. How much of the secondary storylines do you get in the books? Like Eloise trying to find out who Miss. What is the name of the lady who reads all this stuff? Is the gossip columnist? Um. It's Whistledown. 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 I was going to say Whistleton, but I knew that wasn't right. So, you don't know who's writing. You don't know who the author is. We do. At all? You guys do. You guys know. Well, I know, too. But 
in the at least I don't know I haven't gotten to the point when they tell you or when you figure it out um. but miss uh lady whistledown or whatever um you don't know who she is um mm-hmm. you find out in like the last minute of season one okay and then um and then in season two you know who she is the whole time yeah mm-hmm. but we you don't know in the books um like i think there's like some hinting and some speculation but um, so do you know because of spoilers from the show or do you know from spoilers um, from the book or i guessed who it was and then i found out i i saw a spoiler from the movie or the show and i was right mm. and it was because it was the way she wrote about what her and her sisters wore at the the balls. Mm. The mom puts them in atrocious dresses and colors. Very much so, so yeah. I mean, visually, this show is done. Oh, I mean, what I've the seen. Costumes, it, the costumes, the scenery, everything else. I'm like, how much do they play, pay in floral for this mm. show? Like, what is their budget for the flowers on this show? Because even fake flowers are super expensive. And if you good have fake flowers, right. Expensive. And good fake flowers are real expensive. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the fact that it's just like, I haven't read the books. We've all known this, but I love the fact the casting for this is really like very, very diverse. Yeah. I love they, they also don't talk about it. Like a lot of period pieces, there's always some type of nod to the history of stuff, but like they don't really talk about it here. It's just like the people are people. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. I feel and like I in the that. books, like there's really not a nod to history. It's just it's just this world of Bridgerton, and mm-hmm. you know, like you you get the history of them and so the you know, book reads as them being diverse as well or oh no not diverse but just like <laughs> oh. oh no no it's white <laughs> it's white well, well it, I mean, it I mean cause like, because like Kate and her sister come from India yeah yeah and so no. they're Indian yeah it doesn't say that um like but even because I was even thinking about um. Like, I guess one of the other shows that would be kind of comparable to this in, like, time frame. It's set probably 50 years or so after Bridgerton, Mm -hmm. but it's Downton Abbey. Yeah. And, I mean, Downton Abbey is very white, but they have characters that come from India and other parts where they're colored or stuff. But this is, like, very biracial mixed. I don't remember. So, like, obviously the Duke is not black i said biracial i meant multiracial the kate like her big thing and part of why she was like i'm not gonna find a a match is because i'm a half sister like her her mom is her stepmom and her mom and or sorry stepmom and her dad had little sister Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's like, you know, like, stepmom's just doing me a favor by bringing me here. Like, she knows that her stepmom doesn't have to try to find her a suitor. Um, and so, like, that's part of it. And which they kept that part of the storyline as well. Like, yeah, 
half sister. Yeah. So I figured, but that was kind of like the big part of it. Like they didn't really like, I don't even remember where they said they came from, but it was someplace in England. They weren't from India. Um, Not that, that I recall. Like, I feel like I would have remembered that, but I think that that was a nice, like kind of twist. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. A, a good change. Well, I remember when the first season of Bridgerton came out, they actually had some articles because, of course, you know, people yeah. were like scandalized that they would imply that there could possibly be black royalty and black dukes and all this different stuff. And, um, or that like, you know, high society could have had like colored right. people and stuff. And, there was a article that came out about one of the queens where it was implied that there was a possibility that she could have been at least biracial, if not black. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot um, of times her features were described like how, as... Yeah, yeah, like how her features were described. And even in, like, painting, she was a little bit more tan than other queens and, like, stuff like that. And... Mm-hmm. There, I mean, even in uh, American history, like, I've read articles where they talk about um, some of the earlier senators and stuff like that, and you can look at early, early paintings of, like, post-revolution where it looks that there were possibly black people at, like, the independence signing. Yeah. But people who were actually signing, not just, like, people there to, like, wait on everybody else, like, servants or whatever. So it's kind of one of those things where it's just really interesting, and it just kind of makes you wonder, like, how whitewashed a lot of stuff actually was. And, like, was Mm -hmm. there, like, the possibility of this happening? And But I do like what Andy was saying, how it's just... It's just a thing. Like, nobody comments about it. Nobody's, like, I don't know. Like, nobody makes race an issue. It's just a non-thing. So, I had a Money's friend last a thing. year. Richness is a thing. But new right. money, old money, that's a thing. But th- yeah. that's not ever a thing. I had a friend last year that... um I remember Bridgerton had come out and I remember we were like at book book club talking or something. And she said something to the point where she's like, I haven't watched it, but it's completely inaccurate. And I hadn't watched it yet, but I had been reading the books, obviously. And so I was like, I wondered what her, like the inaccuracy was. Cause I'm like looking at it, like obviously costumes and hair, like, just some of that stuff looked really um, authentic to me. And mm-hmm. so I start. I decided that what she thought was inaccurate was that they were... Was representation. There was representation. And I don't think that she was, like, she wasn't upset that there was representation. She was just saying, like, it's not accurate. Nothing about the show is um, 100% accurate. Right. I, but well, I I'm also I was also like, yeah, there's also not a prominent family named the Bridgertons. Right. Yeah, in history. Right. Yeah. Well, and so and and I looked it up. So they changed Kate's family name in season two to Sharma, where in the book it's um Sheffield. 
So mm. they've they've made some creative to make right. to go with that. Um, Which honestly, I really liked that they did that because. I mean, India was a huge uh, uh, British colony. Yeah, it was a huge colony for them. A big claim for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I look forward to watching it. And I I love, from what I've heard from people, is that like they take like music that we know, like yes. pop mm-hmm. music. Not pop, but... Mm-hmm. I know it's pop. popular music, yeah. Popu- yeah, popular they, music. Um, like the they big, did uh, um, piece or like this time it was Madonna. But a couple or they had uh, Alanis they Morissette. Had Alanis in there, Wrecking Ball was yeah. in there. The big mm-hmm. scene where the Viscount and Kate actually finally like admit it and make up was um an orchestra playing or not an orchestra like a string quartet playing Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that, like they're when they taking... were dancing and and no one could believe they were doing it. <gasps> the shame. But I like they hadn't that they done it yet. They hadn't done it. I like they that they're taking dancing. our popular music and making it very kind of classical and yeah. instrumental sounding. Like, I, mean, I like. I love honestly, that. like the production of the show alone is mm-hmm. worth watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like. It's a little scandalous, and it's. But um, I feel like I feel. I don't like you know can, if this Southern Belle can handle that scandal. You're not a Southern Belle, shut the You're up. not. I live in the South. I don't know. I what don't I'm know why about. all of a sudden I'm censored either, but apparently <laughs> I needed to be censored on that one. I, but I mean, like, if you, I feel like this Sorry. story kind of has everything. Like, there's some mystery into it. Yeah. There's some gossip in it. And there's a little bit of, like, that 90s kind of, like, teenage thing that I always love. Like, the She's All That or, like, the Clueless mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, it has those feels in it. Um, yeah. And then, like, the popular music and then the costumes. But I feel like it has, like, a couple different types of, like, story genres mixed into one. Yeah. And then it's just, like... A prominent family who tries to do things the way that they're supposed to. Yeah. And do what they're, like, yeah. So I I really But their mom is very much on a love match and not just a winning match. Yeah, hook them up, yeah. I don't know. There was a lot about that, like, this season. Josie, I did have a moment the same way that you did where I was like... We get it. We know what's going to happen once these two kind of like saw each other. We're like, oh, okay. But it just kept being more banter than you expected since last time we saw them kind of come to fruition quicker. But it's like, but it's, I don't even mind the banter, honestly. It's how the banter was happening where it was just, I kind of ended up being annoying. And honestly, it's kind of like, this is why people hate feminist women. So I is like where it went for me. Right. So I had um I had friends or I'm like in this group on Facebook and a lot of them were like they didn't like this season at all. It was too slow. It didn't have the the spice that you two wanted, like yeah. you two kind of wanted. And then there's others that were like it was perfect. It went well, like it kind of followed with the book a little bit, 
not more, but like that kind of how the banter that maybe that the the two had was very similar to the book. And so it's like one of those things where like people are either loving it or yeah. they're they're disliking it or not loving it. Well, I it. also think that they had to pull it back because in the article that I slightly grazed, there was something with or like something. Did that they get I saw. in trouble? No, it was really more one of those like imagine if they tried to keep it up. Like they wouldn't be able to keep it up over four seasons. Like that type of chimistry that they had for that too There's would like be really hard books. to do for all of them. So they did kind of have to bring it back to a little right. bit to like a little bit of what the time period was. But what I was gonna say earlier too was just the fact that like I like the fact that it also showed like not that I love um, Penelope's family struggling by any way, shape, or form, but it also showed like what a family of that stature has to do to not fall apart when mm-hmm. there was no man involved or there was no like. Do I agree with what they did? No, but like she was doing everything in her power to keep her family together, and then it was also like the friendship between um, I can't remember her name and Penelope how that came to fruition at the end when she figured out Elise. Yeah. When she figured out that she was that and like, yes, she destroyed her in some ways, but at the same time, she also helped her at the same time. And then I also, one of the characters, you know, who I got actually annoyed with the most, the diamond. diamond. And I think it was because like when she found the sister, the sister, like when she finally figured Kate's out sister. what was going on, yes, she should oh. feel stupid. Is that and her she, name? No. She was just the diamond oh. of the season. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait, did they rename that child? Like um, there was just a little bit of like, I get why she's upset, but it's also like she turned on her sister so much when her sister was like, I was willing to give up everything for you to have your happiness. And I was never going to marry the person that I loved just so you could have your fairy tale. And she was just like, how dare you make me look stupid? And I'm like, I mean, I get that to an extent, but she was like, I have always just lived up to this. And it's like, they have literally tried to give that girl a perfect life and set her up for the future. And I don't know. She was just real annoying with it. I don't know. Because I feel like that didn't like, I feel like there was kind of a fight between the sisters but I feel like... Oh, no, they fought. Like, I they feel, didn't speak to each other for yeah, a while. In the TV I, show. I don't remember that, but that doesn't mean anything. But I feel like during the croquet scene, little sis is like, they're meant to be. Like, there's no reason for me to be standing here trying to, like, woo Antony. Do you know what I mean? Like, she mm-hmm. knew that. And she, at one point, she wanted her sister to be happy because she was fine with some other guy because sister's really smart. And she just wanted to be a little nerdy sister. Oh, no. She was all about Anthony the whole time. And was like, and after, like, the croquet scene and everything else, she was like, I need you both to get along. And she was, like, forcing them to kind of, like, talk and, like, get together and stuff like that to... Make sure that they got along because she was like, you both would be important to me. She but, was like, I didn't get engaged to. But honestly, like, she came off like really bratty, but I felt like the point of 
her anger made sense because the like the biggest thing Sheila like in the show that they kept from her was that she needed to get married for the family to get this inheritance from the parents from like the mom's parents and so the sister was kind of scheming to do stuff kind of a little bit behind the mom's back and a lot bit behind the sister's back. And the sister was like, you should have told me that that was part of it. She's Mm -hmm. like, you should have trusted me because I would have done what was right for the family. So there was that side of it. And then her sister was like, like I could also get it from the little sister's point of view about Anthony and her love for him too because there were several moments in the show where she was like, I need you to get along. Mm-hmm. Where Kate could have been like, It's not oh, a we matter get of along. It's not a matter of getting along. It's a matter of like I can't be with him because of this like these feelings that I have. So right. I felt like there were plenty of moments where Kate could have said that to her yeah, sister. Yeah, there I remember there being be times I remember there being times this, the sister was like, oh, um, can you just get along? Because she knew that they were kind of bickering. But like, but she was starting to see that their bickering or their tit for tats or whatever you want to call, like, whatever their banter was because they liked each other, not because they didn't like each other. I mean, the sister didn't get that they liked each other until they were at the altar about to get married. Mm-hmm. Wait, like the little sister was about to get married to Anthony. They were in the glowing. chapel. They were in a wedding. And then a bracelet, like Kate was fell. like freaking out and like fidgeting with her break bracelet. And it fell at the feet of her sister. And Auntie Anthony and her went to go pick it up at the same time. And they like and looked at each crushed. other. And then the sister looked down and was like, oh, ah, ah. Uh, uh, and they did like all these close-ups of the three faces and then like the faces of the moms and then the faces of the crowd and the queen it was and very it was telenovela like, yeah it was like uh, and then she was like mm-hmm. I gotta go and then like ran away and, and then, then it was like, like I can't at, believe I didn't know at the wedding and then the queen was pissed because she threw this extravagant mm-hmm. wedding for her diamond because she's trying to find out who Whistledown is and then mm. it was going to ruin her and the papers. And that's why the queen threw the diamond, the wedding. And then it became a whole thing of like, mm-hmm. are they going to get married? Are they not going to get married? Like all this different stuff. That's why when I was like, his mouth was on her boob because no. I was like, okay, well, it might not have been, boob, but like, you know. well, no, but like, but it didn't matter. Like, it could have been it could have been on her nose. Like his mouth could have been on her nose. And being caught in any type of compromising situation. Being in a room by yourself. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Like being in the rooms by yourself or a garden by yourself or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's like what you said. Like they would have instantly had to have gotten engaged because they were compromised. They were like so that's, that's what happened. So that's it's like why in the I was first like, wait, what? Because that never happened, and him and the little mm-hmm. sister were engaged, and at their wedding. So okay, so in the first book, does this happen in the show? 
uh, Daphne and the Duke, do they go mm-hmm. off into a garden at a ball yes. and they start yep. making out and she yep. falls into like a a hedge or something? Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. Antony finds him and her together. And see, in the second show, she found him and her in a room, and she was like, what's going on? And they were like, nothing. And she's just like, you know, if this was me, I would have had to have gotten married. She's like, what are you doing? But she didn't, she kept the secret she didn't tell anybody. Until okay. the end. Yeah, but, so she they... but she was the one who kept driving Antony to see that he was mm-hmm. in love with Kate. Right. She's like, you ain't in love with that child. You in love with that woman. So when Anthony has the whole thing with her bee sting and her chest in the book, they get caught. Like bring them back up. You're like that bee sting. That bee sting. Well, because the bee sting traumatized him. Like the bee sting. Well, Mm -hmm. now that my husband's a beekeeper, apparently. (laughs) Um, I forgot. (laughs) He'll give you the sting. The, but it, I don't know how much they talk about it in the show, but for Anthony, like, he's really kind of traumatized by the death of his father from a beast. Oh, very. very. And he won't, they, like, go to the, he won't go to his memorial. He yeah, doesn't, yeah. He's, um, they believe that his uncle was stung, too, because his uncle was kind of youngish, you know, 40-ish or whatever, and also mm-hmm. died. And there had been, like, a beehive or something in a tree near where, where he died. And so there's this speculation that he was stung by a bee. And so he just has this fear of bees and the people that he loves and cares for <laughs> get stung and die. Like, he assumes, you get stung by a bee, you're going to die. And he was... He cared uh, so much about her that he was sucking the death out of her. Straight from the nipple. Right. And she's like, and she was sitting there trying to tell him, no, not the nipple, but, but he was, she like, during this whole thing, she's like, I've been stung before. And he's like, no, I have to get the poison. He's like, you slut by a bee. (laughs) So I don't know. Like, I feel like from what we've talked about that, like book two and this season, season two are definitely different to a certain extent because they didn't because of what happened the the bee incident um they are forced to marry mm. Mm. so there's no is little this what Nicki no Minaj little... means when she says bees in the trap because these bees be trapping these hoes of Atlantics no I don't know why you're asking the wrong person that's the wrong crowd bees in the trap BBB bees in the trap we don't own the rights to that song. Please don't come for us, Miss Minaj. Um, should ask Nikki. Okay. A standard question. Okay. Ready for it. But Who I would to... you cast in the show? No. <laughs> Are you still going to watch season three? Is there season three actually coming out? I thought I mean, they there had. There will be. I thought they had um, already signed it for like after season one, they had. They're not going to go. Here's what's going to be interesting because what I do know is they're not going to go in the order of the books. <gasps> they're so, not. Sheila, you may just be lost as thick when we're talking about these moving forward. I'm going to start watching. I am not going to wait till all the seasons are out. For you, <laughs> we're like, Sheila, only you can read the books. You can't watch any of this until we're done recording. <laughs> so, in April of 2021, uh, uh, Netflix announced that 
um, there would be seasons three and four. So a year ago, they announced there would be seasons three. I couldn't remember if they had announced multiple seasons after the success of the first season. Because I do know that that was a huge thing. People were, like, distraught when they found out that the Duke wasn't going to be in any more shows, like, seasons and more (laughs) shows. I mean, he was, like, in one scene in the book. Maybe he two. He's like, he's just, scenes hey, hi one. there. You well, know, the Duke and I, he's supposed to be in all the scenes. But yeah. in season two, like, why, why would he, why would he and Daphne have a I sex mean, scene no one in has, season two? As someone who doesn't read him. as much as y'all, most people didn't know that. They right. thought that it was just a continuation about their story. Um, and they didn't realize that every book was about a different sibling. Each child. Yeah. Well, but I think the thing that people also didn't realize was that they didn't realize when they made the show it was going to take off the way it did. It was never signed on for multiple seasons. They didn't. And so that was like one of the things that that actor, Renee something, um, that was one of Renee the. Jean. Yeah, Renee Jean. <laughs> He's in um, Harry Potter part two. Play <laughs> Hallows. Nope, part one. Sorry, he's like at for the wedding. Every second. Yeah, sorry. He's in. He's in the. He's one of the background actors in the wedding scene of Deathly Hallows. Anyway. Yeah. Um. There's our Harry Potter. When fact for he the day. was approached with the show, they sold it to him as a one season, like a right. limited series. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, "Cool story arc done," which is why he did it and. So it's just interesting to me how it kind of makes me wonder, like, with the streaming and with shows, how they are now, like, even just going from 18 to 21 episodes for hour long shows and then like a 22 to 24 season or episode season for like a Mm -hmm. half hour show, Mm -hmm. like how much these streaming networks have changed television oh for sure pitching because um like when scandal was over a ton of fans were pissed that it was ending on season seven but when they pitched the show to the network Mm -hmm. you have to have like a we can tell our story right this many seasons we can add seasons, but this is how many seasons we need to tell our story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, you have to have the full arc, the full everything. And they were talking about it, and Kerry Washington was like, this was never supposed to be more than seven seasons. It was a right. seven-season show. That was it, yeah. And that was it. Now, you're getting ten, eight to ten episodes a season. And you don't even know if there's going to be a season two. You don't know if yeah. there's going to be a season three. Like, they're pitching it totally different. They totally so are. it's kind of interesting how I think TV shows might end up going and turning and changing because of that as well. Yeah. Even, on, even on network television. Yeah. Because now you're getting, I mean, I feel like even in the last few years, you're seeing it because you have shows that are summer shows. Yeah. You have a longer fall break or like winter break between shows mm-hmm. yeah. because you have like winter shows. Well, and there's and so, so many just like even that that difference. There's just so many networks 
or not networks, just like everybody has their own thing yeah. now. But I looked up, um, I'm going to butcher his name, unfortunately. Is it Reggae or Reggae Jean Page? Uh, he, he played the Duke last season. Since like 2018, he's been pretty busy. Um, yeah. T- between TV shows and movies. Which is he, also part of the reason why he went for a one season. Right. Yeah. Um, because he had two more things that are came out or that are coming out after Bridgerton that are on his IMBD. But so he was um, Orpheus in the Sandman um, on Audible, Josie. Mm-hmm. Um, he so after Bridgerton, he um, his next show was The Gray Man or movie was The Gray Man. And he's in the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons, which is, I guess, currently in production. But, um, you know, when they asked him to do maybe season two, he might have been kind of busy with the gray man. I don't. He legitimately was like, they didn't. Like, I think if they would have caught him before, they they would probably have had him. But here's the thing. It's like, I think, Josie, I don't think you're wrong. I think there's going to be a lot of clauses in new contracts that said should mm-hmm. this go crazy you are indebted to this show first prior yeah. to new projects um, for a possibility of more seasons well I well, heard on the radio like Shonda Rhimes like reached out to him and was like we'll pay you like yeah he said no it was in, like an insane amount like a hundred thousand dollars and you'd only be in it like ten minutes like it wasn't the full episode, you know, like just yeah. to have him back to make people happy. Like it was an insane amount of money for five minutes of work and he still turned it down. One kudos to him mm-hmm. to being like, no, that's just not my thing. He said, keep your horny period ladies away from me. I am good. <laughs> that sounded really bad. Period time. Yeah. Or yeah, period I think he meant period time. Not yeah, to be I'm confused like, with turning after panda. Turning red, I, was I like, don't. Yeah, I think had we not well, been talking about Sheila earlier, but yeah, I mean you're not wrong because there was articles and he did he put out statements. Yeah, where he was like, it's his integrity as an artist. He per, he's very purposeful with how he chooses stuff, and that's fair. and he said like. He's been offered TV shows before where he's turned them down because he's not interested in doing something that's multiple seasons and a lot of time because he wants to be free to choose the product, like yeah. the projects that he really wants to do. Because they and take time was, from you. That's right, years. Absolutely. And he was told he was like, I was sold a one season arc. He was like, if I felt that the Duke had more growth or there was a part of his character that we didn't hit on and that it would change his story, I would revisit that. But he's like, I think the Duke has done everything the Duke can do. And now the Duke's just the Duke. And you don't like he is who he is. He did what he was supposed to do, which was get married. Right. Get over his trauma. Get over over his his childhood trauma. trauma, Get married, Mm -hmm. have a baby, and become the Duke. So it's just, I think it's just really interesting. And 
like you said, Sheila, like kudos to him for him standing with that because there's a lot of people who would be like, fine, I'll take the money. Right. Because um, he, he could have. He could have been like, oh, yeah, that's the easy job for, you know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Also, side note, if you have not watched the Saturday Night Live episode where he hosted last year, it is amazing. And there's a really, really funny music video that um, Ego Nwodum and some of the other people do that he's in and it's about life in quarantine mm. and uh bad bunny is in it too and it's really really funny i'll have to check it out i might, I might have already seen it but i can't remember yeah like her houseplants start talking to her and she's like daydreaming oh about, yeah she's daydreaming about being in a nightclub and like uh renee goes up to her and talks to her about her nice butt and stuff like that and then he's mm-hmm. like I'm just a figment of your imagination. Like, I don't know. It's really. I feel like I have seen it. I might have sent it to you guys. You probably have. Mm -hmm. Well, I can say after I'm done watching Euphoria, not Euphoria, sorry, Nine Perfect People, I'm going to watch Bridgerton. Yeah. Sounds like a threat. Watch out. Then I'll tell you about how wrong it all is. Just joking. Well, yeah. we will have that on an upcoming episode. <laughs> Update. Upcoming uh, episode. I know. Unpopular opinions with Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular opinion. With My Sheila. song's not as good as Andy's. They're both good. They're both great. Crush I it. mean, honestly, like... If you're into art and theater and production, you should watch this. If you're into just, like, a good saucy storyline, you should watch this. I am going to read the books. I think there's something for everybody, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. probably. For the gays, days, and for the gays, the gals, and the days, there's at least something for you. I thought you said days. Gays. And I was (laughs) like, what days? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, had there been the bee nipple scene that you talked about, we could have filled in for the guys as well. But I mean, I my my brain might have taken it out of made it bigger than it was, but I feel like he tore off part of her or tore it. We'll down. touch on that later. I'll have to reread that part. I feel like the Viscount even had better sex scenes in the first season than he did in this one, but I've heard that as he well. actually was doing it. Because he was naughty. But, like, he was still doing it. He was paying them hookahs still um, when he was trying to get over her. That's true. He paid a hooker when he was getting over her? Yeah. I mean, maybe he didn't pay a bit. Maybe he doesn't pay. I don't know. But mm. I think so. All righty. How come the guys can have all the sex? How can the guys have all the, like, premarital sex, but the girls can't? Because a girl could get pregnant and that's her only job. I don't know. But it's okay for the guy. Um, also, side note, aside Mm-mm. from the Viscount and Kate in that storyline, I do love all the subplots of, like, all the other kids and everything like that in the show, too. I know nothing about that in the books. Oh, mm-hmm. they don't talk about, like, the brothers and their endeavors? Like, you, and... you, you know, like, Caleb? Is that the third... Sure. Because there's Anthony, 
Benjamin and Caleb or something like that. The third brother, the C brother. Yeah. The artist. No, the artist is the second. Caleb was like, was he military? Oh, Colin, Caleb, Colin. Um, but Colin, like, you know, he came back and, you know, he's back visiting, like, you, you know, a little bit about them, but like, you don't know, like any of like their, their endeavors is like, oh, he wasn't in the military in the shows. He was just, yeah, or maybe, and maybe that was just it. Maybe Benjamin's the second one and he was the artist. Um, maybe, and maybe I, I might just be mixing up books now but um but yeah so Colin I do remember him like had he had just come back from traveling and maybe I just thought like oh he came back from deployment or something like that's like my equating of it and he was just Mm -hmm. traveling instead but um but yeah like you get a little bit of them and like the, the banter between the siblings but you don't really get like and he, mm. like, you were talking about, like, Eloise trying to figure out who um, Lady Whistledown is and whatnot. So, like, yeah, everybody's talking about who Whistledown is, but nobody knows who she is. Yeah, because this is her, like, coming out season. It's her, her first season, and she doesn't want to. And there's, like, a whole, like, women's rights kind of vibe mm. from her. Mm. She's mentioned a little bit, but not a lot. Oh, yeah. She's, like, pretty prominent. But I guess that makes sense for why there's a book for probably each kid. Yeah. Because in the show, they made it really, like, a whole family affair. Mm -hmm. It's still focused on one, but everyone's there. The books, or the, yeah, the books seem to be focused on just, like, the one. Right. Well, Sheila, yes, I'm sir. excited to see what your thoughts are when you do watch it. I'm excited to finally watch it, and I'm glad that you picked it to talk about so mm-hmm. I can't watch mm-hmm. it, because I was going to be mad. I mean, the amount of hints that you dropped, which were just straight up like, Subtle. we're going to do Bridgerton. Subtle. And it was like, if we don't do it in March, <laughs> we're doing it in April. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I mean, it's fun. Visually, it's fun. Like, the story is fun and not serious. And Yeah. All right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you can catch us on. I don't think. I know you can catch <laughs> us on all the social medias. <laughs> You never know. We might or might I'm not be gonna there. Say, I think that's it for this episode. Yes. And then you can catch us on all the social medias, but I forgot the middle part and was just like, I think you she just get jumped ahead. Um, Twitter with Andy, Facebook with Sheila, Instagram with me. But don't worry, you actually get all of us through that because we share all the good news with each other. Yeah. Um, you can contact us. Contact us. <laughs> what context is that? I don't know. Um, you can contact us with your thoughts on any of those platforms or email us your thoughts at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. I know my voice went way up. <laughs> your voice cracked because you made fun of me. Um, but I think that's it. Is that it? That's, that's it. it. All right. Thanks for popping this culture with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. I don't, I don't right. like that at all. <laughs> all right. Good night, Bye everyone. everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm just trying to